Welcome to the Degenerates Clubhouse, a place for less than distinguished gentlemen to discuss nonsense and fuck all tomfoolery. With your hosts Aaron and Armando. Honestly, who's going to listen to this? What a couple of stupid fucking cunts. Welcome back to the Degenerates Clubhouse. And for a little intro this week, both Armando and I have been dabbling in the mobile app dating world. Just a little bit. Armando, you've been using Bumble? Uh, yeah, Bumble and Facebook dating. Oh, I didn't even know Facebook dating was a thing. Yeah. Uh, I just delved a little bit into Bumble for the first time because you were telling me some of the struggles that you were having. And I was like, let me let me figure out how this could work. And uh, I did tell you, I, I led in my profile that, oh, like my spine's all fucked up and I can't sit down. And by the way, I'm still living with my parents. That was my lead. And uh, I had, had way more interactions than I thought. And from those, I wrote a series of... Of haikus <laughs> for our listening audience. These are very, very serious poems, just so you guys know. Uh, haikus are a Japanese poem. It's, it starts with three lines. It's five syllables, se- seven syllables, five syllables. So we're going to, obviously, we're going to start out on a more serious tone, you know, and then we'll get, get back to the comedy and the silly stories and everything that you're used to. So let me just read you some of these haikus. Haiku number one. Shall I compare thee to a summer's day. Hot, but a bitch to deal with. (laughs) Speaking for, is that from experience? Yes. Okay. Your love is like a bottle of Chateau Lafitte. I can't afford it. They, yeah, they want you to have, like, careers and stuff. Fuck. Yeah, there are gold diggers out there for goddamn sure. And then there are some chicks that, like, there are some chicks that date dudes that are, like, not deserving of them. They have no jobs and, you know. I will love you till death do us part, said the serial killer. <laughs> it took me a second. I had to wait for the chimes to kick in for me to start kind of letting it sink in. I sent you a text. What are you doing at sex? Tonight we should duck. <laughs> you get it because it was like autocorrect? Uh-huh. Because it's like six and duck. I get it. I, I've never had it uh, autocorrect six to sex, but fuck to duck all the time. And I'm yeah. like, no, phone. I know what I meant to type. Motherfucker. Mother ducker. Exactly. I'm the big spoon and you're the little spoon because I don't count calories. I, that, I, that one was lost on me. You, you see, there, there's a, a big spoon and little spoon or cuddling positions, yeah. but they're also the size of utensils you use for eating. And being that I have always been a voracious eater, I would use a larger spoon. Mm. A lot of a lot of girls on, on Bumble seem to be very conscious about their figures and they will make reference to it. And it's like, it's fine. Don't worry about it. You're good. Some okay, well, not okay, let me take that back. Some of them maybe not so good. Maybe some of them do use the little spoon, use a very tiny little spoon. You know what? Let's let's not get so superficial. Let's get back into these serious, serious haikus. You say that it's fine. Bill Clinton's testimony was more convincing. <laughs> 
I like how that one had to chime coming in very slowly. Like I forget to rewind to the beginning of the sound effect. <laughs> okay, and here's the last one of my Japanese haikus. Five syllables, seven syllables, five syllables. You, with your lofty expectations. Then there's me, giving up way too... Another one that's just way over my head. I knew that you weren't going to get that one. I'm like, oh, fuck. If you didn't get the, <laughs> if you didn't get the big spoon, little spoon. It, so the, the, the joke was actually a play on the form because it has to, you can only use five syllables at the end. Mm-hmm. So it's talking about, because you know, they're having really lofty expectations. And I do think sometimes guys get dissuaded and give up too early in the dating process. And so I said me giving up way too, except that last line, giving up way too that's five syllables mm-hmm. so that's the whole point is you can't I, I didn't even finish yeah the sentence i maybe it's just the way you read it but some of the other haikus didn't seem to follow the five seven five. Oh, they they all do so i, I wasn't reading it as uh individual lines uh-huh like so some some of them i was reading you know, like the first two lines together uh-huh but yeah the, every single one so like, which one do you, did you not think i don't know You'd have, you'd have to read them all over again for me to like. I didn't want to stop you in the middle of rereading them. Like, hey, that's not five. Here, I'll show you one. Uh, the shall I compare thee? Shall I compare thee? Five to a summer's day, hot butt. Seven, a bitch to deal with. Five. Okay, so then that's what I'm saying is the way you were reading them. Yes. You continue on the sentence. Yes, that is what I just said. Correct. Okay. Let us move on to uh, our next exciting segment that we have titled Deal Breakers. Look, it thematically fits. It's crazy. We sort of impromptu last episode came up with uh, a new segment where we throw each other. Let's go and go back and forth. I'll give you one. You give me one. Yeah, okay. And things that we want to see, would they be deal breakers for the other person? I'm excited about this. (laughs) Mine, the ones I have for you aren't the most creative, but I'm excited to hear what you came up with. Okay. All right, let's go. Start it off, Mondo. Give me a deal breaker. Oh, me first. Yeah, yeah. Okay, she's got three kids, all with different baby daddies. Deal breaker. So that's a swipe uh, left. If it was hard swipe left. If it was, you know what? If it was the same dad, and you know it just didn't work out, that is fine. If it's three different dads, I'm like that. There's gonna be a, a fourth and a fifth dad. I, that's that's just sorry. I'm too yeah. much to deal with. That is a that is a pattern. That is not one mistake you made once in your life, or like not even a mistake. Sometimes you get married young, it doesn't work out, like shit happens, you're a different person. That's fine. We all grow and mature. If she's got three different kids from three different baby daddies, that is the lack of growing and maturing. Yes. Uh, hard pass on that. Yes. Swipe left. Um, well, I got, I got maybe not quite as a high stakes one for you. She refuses to listen to any music other than Taylor Swift. Oh man. So like, so like if I want to play the radio, she's like, turn it off or she just doesn't like yeah you, you go to play the radio and she's like can you put on this taylor swift from my ipod and she still uses a, an ipod apparently if she was okay with wearing like like uh bluetooth earbuds or something like that like and yeah that's cool that's fine. <laughs> but you put the earmuffs on her or, or 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 i would walk around with the fucking okay let's put it this way if she was like attractive enough and otherwise a really good person i would be able i would be willing to deal with it but whenever she plays her fucking taylor swift I would put like earplugs in for wait, sure. Wait, so wait, what do you what do you have against Tay Tay? 
There's like a couple catchy songs, but like if that's all she's gonna listen that's to, it. fuck that. No other music in her life. Like I said, it's kind of a weird compromise. Like I'd be willing to kind of sort of compromise, but it's either A, you're gonna wear Bluetooth headphone uh, earbuds the whole time, or B, whenever you're playing your fucking annoying music, I'm gonna be wearing earplugs. So so okay, so so what would be the musical act like if they were playing live at Red Rocks that you would want to see the most in the world? Right now, just off the top of your head. At Red Rocks, off the top of my head, um, somebody fun. I don't know, like late. Oh, you know what? Queens of the Stone Age. Okay, right? so so Queens of the Stone Age is playing at Red Rocks. Okay, and uh, your your job gave you two tickets for free. So you and you wanted to go, and she's like, "Fine, I will go, but I'm gonna have the like giant over the ear headphones and be listening to Taylor Swift, but I will go with you." That's, hell yeah, that's, that's cool. Okay. That's cool with me. Okay, so fun. you guys you guys worked it out. Yeah, hell yeah. So it's a swipe right. Swipe right. Nice. Yeah. All right, your turn, Aaron. On her profile, she has very very poor spelling and grammar and or grammar. On her profile, uh, but like everything else, like. The content of it is okay? The content is okay, but she just has, like, runoff sentences or, like, sentences don't make sense and, like, her spelling is all fucked up. Like, you can understand what she's trying to write, but you're like, huh, that would be a swipe right, let me explore more. That's probably not going to work out, man. If she if she's, like, partially illiterate, that might be a hard format for her mm -hmm. communicating via text and Bumble. Yeah. But... I don't think I would immediately dismiss that. I'd be I would be more confused if she if she couldn't spell and was like and like yeah I can't in movies and also no black people. I'd be like whoa, <laughs> what <laughs> the she's, fuck? <laughs> she, spe she spells black people B L A K. Exactly. Yeah, for me, it, maybe I do have high standards, but for me, if their grammar is pretty shitty, if their grammar is like more or less on point, it's okay. But if their spelling is like way fucked up. Then I'm like, oh no! Like I just swipe left for I, me. I would assume that it's not going to work out. I would assume that she would send me a message and I'd write back, and she'd be like, "What the fuck is this dude talking <laughs> about?" But that's one where the the way I, I think about it with date, dating is like, let me not close a door unnecessarily. Yeah. So that's like I don't know what's up with that. I don't fuck. Maybe she wrote the profile when she was like hungover and or maybe still drunk. And she's real sad, and she's going to change it soon. Fuck it. Who knows? Let me find out. Let me not make assumptions and just keep uh, keep doors open until I know what's going on. So it's so it's like if there's, if there's you know, uh, racist language or, you know, she she really likes uh, – what's what's the guy who directed the Justice League? Zack Snyder? Yeah, she's like, Zack Snyder's the best director ever. Be like, fuck you. Swipe left. <laughs> Those are <laughs> – those are two just hard no's, but you know, the rest of it, I don't know what's going on. So let's, let's see. Ooh, okay. This, this is a pretty simple one for, for you. Feet really gross her out and she wants you to wear shoes and socks at all times. Capital all. Oh no. Swipe left. Swipe left. I have ugly on my left foot. My little pinky toe and the one right next to it are both kind of fugly because uh -huh. I'm Mexican and because I don't know, they're just fucked up. And wait, wait, I'm sorry, I'm learning a new cultural thing. All Mexicans have a lot of Mexicans have really fucked up feet. Huh, I didn't know that. And it's I don't know what exactly it is. Maybe because I I, don't, I couldn't tell you it's a genetic thing or I don't know. Maybe we don't really take care of our feet very well. So is that know. is that why uh, Quentin Tarantino does not cast a lot of uh, <laughs> Latin people? It's stupid. Uh, I don't know. No, but but uh, yeah, if 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 I like being 
wearing flip-flops and I like being barefoot around my apartment and walking around. There's times where I go like outside to dump the trash and I'm barefoot. You know what I mean? Like I, I would rather be barefoot. So if she's telling me it I gotta feels wear, better. Yeah, if she tells me I gotta wear socks or, and her shoes the entire time, I'm like, no, suck it. Bye. So I've left. Don't put your constraints on me. I wanna be free and let my fugly feet fly. I was gonna say free, but I just said that. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> fucked it up. Okay. My turn. On the first date she gets sloppy drunk. And then? <laughs> no, that's it. That's just, you're like, you're expecting it to be, uh, you know, kind of like fun and, and hanging out, but she just goes from like zero to a thousand in like the matter of like, you know, 30 minutes. So, so are we just, we're just sitting at a restaurant and like, it's not even like at a bar or anything like that. And she just starts ordering drinks and gets completely wasted. Yes. Uh, that's when I would take her home and never contact her again. And if she... We reach back that to me. He's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. You, you know, give me another chance. I'd be like, okay, no problem. Yeah. But that's, that's again, that's, you never know what's going on in people's lives. Like, something really terrible might have happened that she wasn't comfortable talking about before that. Like, her, her, uh, her father died, and she was like, I shouldn't go on this date, but I, I said, and, and then she just completely loses it. Like, shit happens again. Yeah. I don't know what that was all about. I don't know if that was a pattern that she does regularly or that was an isolated incident. So I would not I would not close the door, but I wouldn't try to open it more and, and gotcha. find out without a, a little bit of um, effort on her part. Okay, oh, here, here's one for you. Ready? She says she's spiritually Amish and refuses to operate any modern technology. She says she's spiritually Amish? Yeah. That's kooky, and and she she just says that she won't operate. She personally won't operate the modern technology. But that's a, I'll swipe right on that. You know what? Because there's a lot of even like even people that are like devout, quote unquote devout in their faith, still find like loopholes. And I'll tell you, like I think I may have told you about this, or maybe I don't she, know. she's not religious. She's just spiritually Amish. Sure, I know. I get it. I understand the the weirdness of of you know, this faux belief thing that she's trying to pull off, like this kind of, I get it. Um, so I have a, did I tell you this about this? Like, so I, when I went to Salt Lake City, one of our, or a lot of the sales reps and employees there are, are, are uh, Mormon, but a few of them aren't. And so what the, what the few of them that aren't Mormon do is they'll go and buy a bunch of lotto tickets and then they'll sell them to the Mormons because the Mormons can't technically mm-hmm. buy it. But it's like, hey, fucker, you're cheating. You're, you're, yeah. What what the fuck are you doing? So, so there's there's a whole concierge service for the Mormons that will shuttle them down from Pennsylvania to Orlando so they can go to Disney World, and it and, so that, yeah. and it's all set up so they don't ever have to actually operate technology. You mean, they, the, you mean Amish? You said Mormons, but yeah, I get. Oh, I said Mormons. I, yeah, but I get what you're saying. Mormons, yeah, they can operate. I meant Amish. Yeah, but yeah, it's like like even people that are like so like quote unquote like you know harden their beliefs or whatever they find ways to cheat around it yeah. so in this case she says she's spiritually Amish and she doesn't operate machinery well fuck it then I do that stuff yeah. for her you, like and really you know what maybe that's a win win because it, with Netflix and chill you always get to use the remote <laughs> yeah you're right she's like no I'm gonna watch this other show I'm like well sorry maybe you have to work on your belief systems Pre- press this <laughs> press this button I dare you I dare you you're gonna go to hell if you press the button look it's it's on oh what was what was that uh, like period drama that all the girls went crazy about it was um, I don't know the fuck was it called uh, I can't remember but yeah there's this one where it was all English courts and, and she's like I wanna watch that show and it's like okay I'm gonna put it on you just press this button 
press that button. She, she won't do it. Or, okay. or what if, or what if this spiritually honest girl happens to be the same girl that likes Taylor Swift? Like, <laughs> haha, bitch! I dare you to press this fucking play button on this, you know, CD player or whatever the radio. Getcha. Sorry, you're listening to my shit. Okay, is it my turn? Yes, it is my turn. Okay, on a date. Uh huh. Within the first fifteen minutes. Okay. She starts talking about her ex-boyfriends. Just talking talk about them how? Is it, is it just like she just like she she said, hey, I just want to let you know that I got out of a relationship and this happened, blah, blah, blah. Or is she like talking about them longingly like, oh, my God, he was so hot. Let, he had these tattoos. Let, and let's, just, let's assume it's the first one, the first example you gave me. But she's talking about three or four different ex-boyfriends in that same manner. <laughs> she's like, I got to let you know because one of these fuckers might show up. They're all a little crazy. And I just wanted to give you a heads up. If you see this guy with the face tattoo of of like Donald Duck on his left cheek, Donald Duck, we need to run. <laughs> yeah. So is it swipe left or swipe right? Which, well, which one? That's what I'm saying. It, that that does really depend. She just talks about a bunch of her ex boyfriends. Okay, because I'm also a little confused because I, I would obviously would have already swiped right if we were on a date. Okay. Okay. Well, no, follow, I, I, follow up date. Follow I understand. Up date. I understand the 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 question. It's hard to say. That would be nuanced. This is a very nuanced one. I don't know. It really would depend on it really how how she was talking about them. If uh, it was more of a conversation of like, you know what, like these were mistakes I made in the past, and it was dumb stuff. Like this is why it didn't work out. I've really been thinking about this a lot. Like that kind of that would be a lot in the first fifteen minutes. But I can respect that. But if it was if it was just this sort of uh, list of like these different features and, or, or even just, just like hardcore complaining about them. Like, Oh God, he did this and it was terrible. And that it was terrible. I was, I'd be like, okay, peace out. I mean, yes, all that shit sounds awful, but at the same time, uh, I feel like you will, people who focus on that sort of stuff and are only talking about the negatives will continually find negative things to focus on. And I'm like, Oh, I have plenty of things. I will, I will be the fourth person yeah. that you are talking shit about on your next date with somebody else. We could just skip all that. Mm-hmm. So that's, again, that's not to say, it's just a perspective change. If, if it was in terms of like, oh, I want to figure out how I, we, I don't make these same mistakes, that's cool. If it's just focusing on shit you didn't like and she, you feel like venting and complaining about it in the first 15 minutes of date, no bueno. All right. Ooh, let's see. How many more of these do you want to do? One more for each, or uh, I have I have two more. Okay, I got two more. No, uh, I'm sorry, I only have one more. I apologize. I only have one more after this for you. Okay. So so yeah, so I'll I'll, I'll save you. I've got two more. You you find out she had a kid, or she has a kid, and the father is UFC fighter Mike Perry. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a it's like a really sweet kid too. Uh. Well, they're no longer together. Yeah, I guess it's okay. That's fine. I mean, I, I, if they're, you know, they're not together, they, he, he fathered a kid with her, and you know, he, hey, you know what? The kid probably has great genes. He's probably got better, better genetics than I do. So fuck it. You know, I'll help raise a little fucker. He's very explosive, but he struggles in his first grade reading in English. <laughs> no, you know, I, I, I'd be okay. It'd be kind of, you know, it's like. Secretly, underhandedly, it'd be something I could kind of almost brag to my friends, like, "Hey, guess what? That kid's Mike Perry's kid, and I'm I'm the like baby dad or like the stepdad." He, he has visitation. He's That's he's fine. he's around. It's okay. 
And just to be clear, this is this is Mike Perry we're talking. Yeah, that's about. all right. I just you know I just keep my distance and and uh, a taser on me at all times. That's all. <laughs> I don't I don't know if it's gonna have to be a big taser for that guy. Yeah, yeah, a couple of them. Uh, okay, last one for you. Uh huh. It's a blind date, and she shows up clearly, clearly on some kind of harder drug like meth, crack, cocaine. Heron or something like really it's not it's not weed and it's not alcohol uh-huh. it's like something like fucked up yeah no that's that, no no good yeah same z's there's no long explanation i mean particularly in, in you know, over over the last few years i've gotten very health conscious and I, it's not like i need everyone to eat a low sugar diet and this and that and the other but yeah i think there is probably a hard line at hard drugs yeah so pass uh, last one for you. Let's see. Okay, so you, you go back to her place after a second date, and she shows you her gun room, which is is just a ceiling to floor arsenal. But she's also hinting that she might want to have sex in the gun room later that night. That's a fucking hardcore swipe right, dude. <laughs> that's a fucking hardcore swipe right. I'm like, that's cool. I only have one pistol. Let me borrow some of your guns. Go shooting and shit. And then she gets really upset. She's like, well, how big is your pistol? Oh, it's a 45 1911 SMW. She's like, it's it's too small of a pistol for me. That's all right. I need someone packing a little bit more heat. (laughs) What the fuck does she want me to have? A rocket launcher or some shit? Yeah, a bazooka. Uh, if she's into guns, that's actually, you know, that's pretty cool for, I think, a girl to be into guns. And that's kind of like a hobby that she, like, you like think about like Bullet Valentina. She shoots guns all the fucking time. And yeah. it's kind of, it's kind of sexy. You, you know what? The, if she says she wants you to have a bazooka, this is the correct response. You're like, hey, you know, yeah, a bazooka's big, but it's just one shot and done. It's over quick. You want, <laughs> you want someone with like a nice big magazine. You want something that you can control and handle. But still has enough firepower. Yeah, it feels good in your hand. Has a little, <laughs> you know, a little bit of kickback, right? Yeah, yeah. You want that good action? Um, well, I just used every gun term I know to uh, make a dick joke. I feel proud. Good job, good job. Thank you. That was uh, that was deal breakers. I enjoyed that. That was fun. I I really really enjoy this little segment. That was good. I think this is this is a good segment. Yeah. And that that's why I I put it. Uh, I requested to put it before because I did have one excelsior for you. Oh. Uh, can you just remind, because we haven't, I think we use Excelsior like once or twice this whole podcast, yeah. we've been doing pretty good, but I, I, could you remind what Excelsior is? Excelsior means like if we're in the middle of like talking about something and you say Armando Excelsior or I say Jaffe Excelsior, then we just drop the issue and just not pursue, yeah. like it's, it, we're talking, like we're, we're entering a, a topic where we're kind of like not comfortable with talking about. Or like, or like, yo, my feelings might I'd be about to get hurt. Let's not do that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I so I, I had one. I do have one. From, okay. And it, it came up the, the other night, and my my one Excelsior request is to not uh, not not even like like talk shit or like like make uh, despairing jokes about my my parcel of land that I've worked very hard to get. Oh, okay. I, I know you did not mean it maliciously, but that was when I'm like, no, you're my feelings. Yes. I I because uh, I've worked so, and this is this is a little little update. Uh, I now I now officially. Own this parcel of land in Lakewood. I can't, I'm calling it a parcel. It's a lot, and pretty like soon, hopefully next week or the next two weeks, like it will get its official address. I can put a mailbox up there. Can have you know if if like I wanted to have, let's say hypothetically, I wanted to have like uh, a large box of Japanese tentacle porn delivered. I could have it sent 
to my mailbox instead of uh, to my parents' house. She'd be like, great. Because my mom's like, what is this? What is this? This this box that can be nothing, mom. Don't don't. Tentacle porn, huh? Uh, no, it's just hy- hypothetical. I'm just saying. Hypothetical. I, I could hypothetically. See, I could see you being if you were to. I could see you being into ten- tentacle porn, dude. I'm not hypothetically into it. Hypothetically. Um, <laughs> I'm glad to know that that's that's not an Excelsior topic for you because if it was, you'd be like Excelsior, Mondo, tentacle porn, Excelsior. Like, oh, <laughs> no, that's actually a segment that I've been working on. I'll tell you about that later. Um, but no, that one, that one, it, 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 I realized it did hurt my feelings a little bit because it means a lot to me that that is not my parents' backyard. It's because I because I worked two years to find that place, and then I've I've put blood, sweat, and tears. Into their into their house, which was part of the deal. It's like, oh, we moved into this property, and I have to. I mean, I, I can't remember. I just tried to calculate it out, but it was probably like somewhere between fifty to seventy-five thousand dollars of labor over the past year and a half into their house, which was part of our deal. Of then I get the slot when it's all done. I'm like, oh, I finally, I, I did it. I got to it. I, I congrat. You know, I was I was excited about that. And then I also told you, uh, I did have a, a tough week, a couple of weeks. I won't get into the whole thing, but there was a conversation between two parts of my brain going on at multiple points where the one part of my brain was like, maybe we should just unbuckle our seatbelt and then drive the car as fast as we can into that medium and see what happens. And the other part of my brain is like, don't do, no, no, thank you. I don't want to do that. And the first part is like, but it could be good. And that, that was, that was a, a snapshot of some of the tension I was feeling. So yeah, then, then yesterday I was like, no, don't. This is my one thing that I've got, Mondo. This is this is my my hope that I'm clinging to. Don't don't talk shit about it, please. It wasn't it j- just to clear the air. It wasn't talking shit. It just it was a, it, to me it was like a detail, but to you it's a big right. thing. So exactly no no, and I don't and that's what I'm saying. I know it was not malicious or anything like that, and that's why I was trying to I was trying to use my words and express like see like this is how much that that means to me, and I've been working for it for so hard. And and I know I know you're like it's a detail and I'm like no for one identity wise it's a kind of a big thing and two it's like fucking two hundred thousand dollars Mondo if it's if if I want to now like I can sell that lot for about two hundred grand so it makes a big big difference to me. Speaking of snapping and going above and beyond, oh brilliant transition! That's one of your best ever. I'm clapping. Good job, Mondo. Two men in Florida involved in killing Haiti presidents and I'm gonna fuck up this name Moises. Assassination. Let's read this article. Florida man. Two South Florida men have been arrested in connection with the assassination of Haiti President Jovenel Moise. I'm just going to guess that that's how it's pronounced. The Miami Herald has learned. James Solagas of Fort Lauderdale was identified as one of the assailants by Matthias Pierre, a minister in charge of Haitian elections. Pierre did not say if Solagas is a U.S. citizen or a permanent U.S. resident. In an undated video interview with Creole Solages, who lived in Fort Lauderdale and is from Jacmel in Southeast Haiti, called himself a philanthropist and child advocate who was involved in helping school children from the area where he grew up. A second man arrested in the assassination has been identified as Joseph Vincent from the Miami area. He's of Haitian descent and about 56 years old, according to a source familiar with an ongoing investigation. Pierre said he could not confirm the name of the second suspect because the investigation is still ongoing. What do you think, Aaron? You're the one who sent me this article. And just to give you a little bit more context, this this was the story where they were like, oh, it was two Florida men that were involved in this. <laughs> um, so... You know what happened? I mean, Haiti is is a very unstable comp, uh, country, 
and they really revolve a lot on uh, money from other countries to, to, to keep them afloat, basically. And there is a lot of unrest. The, the president isn't, it was not popular at all. A lot of people think he should not be in power. And this, this group of guys just rolled up to his mansion. Uh, you know, there, was, there were bodyguards on detail, and they just were yelling DEA, DEA, because apparently the, the Drug Enforcement Agency uh, plays a big role in Haiti. And the bodyguards are like, oh, they say they're DEA, DEA, and they just let them through. Oh, so he had, the guy actually had bodyguards on. on yeah. The, whoa. And the bodyguards are like, mm, there's these guys that have guns, and they say they're DEA. Uh, we do nothing. And they just rolled into the fucking president's mansion brazenly in, blew his brains out and then oh no so they say so hit him I think they hit him once in the chest and once in the head and then just peaced out and the whole country of Haiti is like what the fuck like we don't like this asshat we, we don't want him in power but <laughs> two, two guys from Florida just rolled into our country killed our president and peaced like this is absolutely insane so that that was sort of the larger context of the story like it reminds me of that one time you were talking about the Jamaican Defense Force. <laughs> like it's just guy, like they're like the security guards are just wearing like not matching hats and not matching uniforms and shit. That would be the Jamaican Defense Force like bodyguards. Like they're super high and they're like, hey, DA, what what the, what can we do, man? <laughs> Except for they're from Haiti. So what do Haitians do? They don't smoke weed, do they? I don't know. I don't know what the the drug of choice. I know. Well, obviously there's a pro, there's there's a uh, a big issue with that if DEA is involved in Haiti. Right. That's fucking nuts, dude. That's, you know, I, that, that, I don't think that could happen in the, in the States. I know there's been, uh, you know, presidential assassinations in the past and like throwing shoes at presidents and this and that. But, um, yeah, it's kind of crazy to, to answer your question. The illegal drug trade in Haiti involves, uh, shipments of cocaine and marijuana to the oh. United States. So it could have been MJ. Maybe they were high as balls or like DEA. And it was actually like, it said like, uh, they're like they're like trying to put out the the blunts, yeah. <laughs> before they get caught. Oh, good lord! And like, what would you do if you were a Haitian citizen? How would you even feel about that? You're like this fucking president we don't like, but some other random guys from another country just rolled up and murdered our president. Well, it you know, you said in the that the guy wasn't very well liked anyway. So I don't know if I was a if I was a you know citizen, I might not give two shits. I'd be like, eh, whatever. We don't like him anyway. <laughs> I'm like, just fucking whatever. Let's get a guy we like in there, and hopefully we have not high security guards. I would, I would have a problem with that. I, I mean, like me personally, because I, I was trying to contextualize it. I was like, so what if during the height of Donald Trump's Donald Trump stuff, two guys from I'm going to pick a more neutral country, two guys from uh, Yugoslavia just rolled in and killed him. I'm like, no, f- fuck off, Yugoslavia. You cannot kill our president. I mean. If you want to kill Donald Trump after he's no longer our president, you be my guest. Go right ahead. <laughs> you walk into his gold-plated office and do whatever you got to do. But don't you don't kill the U.S. president, you fucks. Yeah, that's I don't know. That's how I'd feel. So I mean, it's like yeah, no fan of Donald Trump, but I still don't want them to kill him when he's president. Yeah, we. Don't, I don't want to go too far into the political stuff, but I'm willing to bet that there are people that when he was in office. These are United States citizens that when he was in office would be like, fuck yeah, kill him. Like, there were some people that hated him so much they were like, yeah, go ahead, kill him. Yeah, I was was not in that camp. Yeah, yeah. No, but I'm saying that there are... I understand. I'm sure. 100%. I I bet you could find people that don't understand that Twitter could be monitored and we're saying that on social media. They're like, yeah, I want to get arrested by the FBI, but... 
Yeah, I guess we should be uh we should be grateful, thankful that we have uh you know, secret service and a bunch of cool things and couple, you know, a bunch of people protecting our liberties. Yeah, our secret service is on Adderall, not marijuana, <laughs> and that makes all the difference. That's true. And uh so yeah, that was uh Florida man, but speaking about being Grateful and thankful about things. On Ask Reddit, question number one is, was there ever a time you're thankful the pandemic happened? What was the reason? Yeah, I shouldn't. So it wasn't like, oh, great. I'm so glad this happened. But there was definitely a moment where, in a weird way, it was almost comforting. That's a better way I can put it. Okay. Uh, Because at first... It's like, oh, fuck, what is this virus? It's going to destroy all of humanity, Who, right? We didn't really know what was happening. And then there there was this point, though, like, when the lockdowns first started, we're like, we, okay, this isn't the worst virus of all. This isn't the uh, the Hollywood disaster movie where humanity is wiped out. Like, we're just going to have to get through this, manage it. Where to me, the, the, the comforting part was, it's like, okay, you've <laughs> got to stay in your home. You're going to have minimal contact with other human beings so forth and so on. Like, you guys were there. You, you remember. <laughs> it wasn't that long ago. And for me, I was like, oh, this has been my life for the last, like, several years. And, you know, it was also not voluntary. It wasn't something I wanted to do, but just because of health problems, that's how it worked out. And for, like, this short moment, you know, it was a span of, like, a few weeks. I was like, oh, the whole world is in it with me right now. I don't, I don't feel so alone on this big blue uh, globe in my isolation and, and, uh, and that was, in a weird way, that was comforting. And that quickly shifted to everyone freaking out about being isolated. And like, I can't go to restaurants. I can't go to concerts. I can't. I'm like, wait, is it really that bad? Because, again, I haven't been able to do this for like five years yeah. already. Oh, fuck. I didn't. Because <laughs> it didn't process to me. Oh, just because I'm a little bit more equipped to tolerate that. I didn't really think about how much it actually did kind of suck. And then. It was a tough pill to swallow when I saw like our whole country freaking the fuck out about having to live like I've been living for several <laughs> years. And I was like, oh, no, <laughs> I, hadn't, I hadn't really seen it in that context. So there was, like I said, there's about two weeks though where I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm in this together. I can, I can go about my life as usual and the whole rest of the country is, is going to be in it with me. So why I'm thankful the pandemic happened. I mean, I can go, I can probably get on a soapbox and talk about this for like an hour if I had the time, but I'm not going to. Short and sweet, as short and sweet as I can put it. um, I believe, you know, there's that whole saying that everything happens for a reason. And I think things happen like in in a sequence of events. Like if this didn't happen, this wouldn't have happened. If this wouldn't have happened, this wouldn't have happened, right? Mm -hmm. And I think if ultimately, if it wasn't for the pandemic, I may not be here. I may not be here in my apartment in Colorado, you know, Lakewood, Colorado, uh, enjoying like the life I have now um, with the jet, with the job I have now. You know, I wasn't the, I wasn't unhappy with my previous employer. I think the employer itself was fine, but there were certain people in the company that made it unbearable to be a part of that company. And so the pandemic was kind of an escape route to kind of leave that job and say, you know what, I can live off an unemployment for a little bit until I find something that I can, can love and appreciate and continue to do. And so, um, it, 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 it provided a reason for me to leave my other job and just kind of wait it out since a lot of people were working from home anyway. 
and just kind of waited it out until something like a good opportunity popped up and 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 god damn it i've i've wanted to leave california for a long 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 time now because of the cost of housing the the anxiety the stress levels the you know just general unhappiness i was out there even though i had a lot of friends that made it awesome to be out there just as a whole i was kind of unhappy it kind of felt like i was in a bit of a rut out there and so again you know like most things it's like how you how you perceive you, things you frame it how you frame it yeah so i know the pandemic wasn't like a positive thing on the whole for most other people i was still able to spin the whole thing and be and turn it into something positive for me at least um i've lost you know i lost some family members that were you know uh not as a result of COVID, but like we're somehow, you know, they were already, they were kind of already one foot in, one foot out health-wise. And the, the pandemic, you know, pushed them out on the other side, unfortunately. But at the same time, it's like, it put me here, you know. So uh, I, I am I am pretty kind of thankful and grateful the pandemic happened, you know. Provide a perspective for me, for me at least. I think that's a really powerful tool. And sometimes it's hard to do, but just reframing things, saying, taking an event that might even seem bad and be like, okay, well, but what if I kind of just twist it and look at it from a different angle? And I mean, COVID was, was terrible. I mean, uh, 600,000 people. Yeah. Nobody says COVID was awesome, but, but the good part was we did learn, Oh, we were completely unequipped to handle something yeah. like that. Yeah. And, and it could have been like, if the virus was just a little bit more deadly, that could have been awful. And, for, like, fortunately, it wasn't worse. Fortunately, it wasn't like, oh, half of everyone in our country died. So much medical advancement just in, in the year and a half since that started has happened where there's like a whole different type of vaccine that we've never used before in history that, that got developed and put into effect. And it's been really, you know, it's been really successful. Like a bunch of stuff happened. So hopefully this was a terrible learning experience, but it could have been much worse. And the next time, it, you know, something comes along that is much worse we'll actually know what the fuck to do and we won't have our heads up our asses. Yeah. I'm going to read some of the other answers on Reddit. User Oryx says, my mom is 85 and in assisted living in a city 250 miles away. During lockdown, I started calling her every day at 11 a.m. and we became closer than we've ever been. She became a close friend. That is quite a gift. Uh, User thy shirt is blue says, did did you not see the freeways under lockdown? I will never miss how light traffic was. <laughs> uh, let's see what other ones are pretty. Let's see. User death by deep fried milk. <laughs> I like that username. Uh, first child born right at the beginning of it. Being off from work with benefits from for months longer than expected gave me so much more time with my child and wife than I would have ever had. Which, by the way, that's just something we should have in our country anyway. Yeah. Sans pandemic. Yeah. Other countries, you get maternity leave. Paternity leave is even a thing. Like in our country, if a guy is like, "Well, my wife gave birth. I want to take four months off," they're like, "What? Well, yeah. you feel free to take all the time off." And to reframe that, you're fired. Yeah, I think I think that may vary from employer to employer. I could be wrong because I have worked for some employers that do offer that paternal paternity leave, whatever. Um, I forget what it's called, but and then there, yeah, there are some employers like, oh, we expect you back at work on Monday, motherfucker. Do they offer paternity leave if it's you're not the biological father and it's Mike Perry's kid? <laughs> I don't know. You're like, I have to raise this little baby monster. He's going to destroy the house. Trust me. I'm going to need all the time off. Right, you guy's going to get rowdy. Uh, let's see. You, last one I'm going to read. Lineman77 writes, 
was given the opportunity to keep my job, work from home, and move out of state. The only thing keeping me in my home state was my job, great pay, insane benefits, etc. So when they told me I could get out of Dodge and keep my spot with the company, I didn't even need to consider. So, you know, similar, yeah, similar to yeah. me, you know, like we're, we're just, you know, for whatever reason, we weren't the the most happy. We weren't getting the most out of our experience with our employer and, and it provided like, hey, I can do something else now. You know, I can transition. Reddit question number two. What would you like to be illegal but isn't? I had two driving-related things. Uh-oh. One, <laughs> no, one, any, and this is why I just never listened to the radio ever. Any advertisement on the, the radio that has a car horn in it should be fucking illegal. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, it's ridiculous. I don't even know why that's a question. Car horns or, like, ambulances or yeah. fire trucks or something they like do, that? They do that all the time for, like, oh, it's the... The rush to the thing saving, and then you're not paying attention. You're like, "What the fuck?" Was it? Okay, no, it was the, the uh, it was it was. I had to rush to get a mattress, and I needed sirens for that. You monsters, I, uh, that should be illegal for sure. And I think there, I, I haven't worked out the logistics of the law, but it should be illegal to not let people in when there's a lane closure. Like you, need, you, sh- you should have to. If there's a lane closure, you should have to let at least one car. Oh in. yeah, yeah. It drives me nuts because. People are like, no, I'm going to go bumper to bumper and maybe cause another accident. But more more importantly, it's just – you. that's how they create a bottleneck. It's like if you just let people in, yeah. this whole thing would go so much faster, you dumb fucks. I, I, I have to agree with you on the second one, but just to give a little perspective, like in L.A., drivers are – 10 times more aggressive than the drivers out here. I am aware. And they will not let you in. Like, I they're know. like, even if you have your signal on, like, a, an hour in advance, you just will not. I, fortunately, out here in, in Colorado, I've been fortunate enough that, that most people are pretty cool about letting you in. And, and you know what happens is, in turn, like, when I see someone in front of me trying to cut and get in front of me, like, I let them in. I'm like, you know what? Cool. Go ahead. I'll give you the space. You know, merge in. But you're right. It is kind of annoying when you're trying to like oh fuck there's a lane especially where i work like on i-70 there's a shit ton of closures and a shit ton of like lane changes and the bridges are all construction and so i'm very aware of like the kind of the the crappiness of traffic and so i've been i've been a polite enough person to let people in when i see that they're i I let like buses in and trucks that are like you know 40 feet long or whatever and that's the one that absolutely blows my mind is when a car sees a semi truck trying to switch lanes, and they're like, "No, fuck you!" Like, yeah. you realize if he just doesn't see you, you're gonna get obliterated. Yeah, you're <laughs> like, fucking pancake on the road, dude. Your your car weighs like a two thousand pounds, and that is like a fifty ton truck. Like, yeah, that will be the the end of your car. What are you doing? I didn't put a whole ton of time into this, so I'm gonna flush it out as I talk about it, but. I think employer. I think it should be illegal for employers to put like a salary range when they're putting up like postings or whatever on their. Uh, that is annoying. I think they should just say, "Hey, this is the job. These are what this is what we expect you to do. This is the starting pay." Because more often than not, it comes down to being able to negotiate your salary. And I fucking hate having to negotiate for a salary. Like, on the one hand, like I want to obviously get paid the most I can possibly make. And if they're just not willing to pay me what I want, then then thank you very much. Move on. Or, or at least put. I mean, you could still negotiate, but at least put that and then that's fine. You could say, "Look, I really need a little bit more to make this happen," and then they can say yes or no. Yeah. But no, I agree with you. I saw there was a job posting for a, like a video editor where they, they said the, the the pay range was thirty five thousand to seventy thousand wow, dollars. Huge difference. Like, what, what the, the fuck? fuck? 
What the hell? It's like, yeah, one is literally twice as much as the other. What? Yeah. And it's like, what do you even say? You know, when you're applying, you're like, uh, I mean, yeah, I would like seventy thousand, but yeah, I, I feel like that is, and, that and is what, fucked up. And what sucks is like you can have you can have the you can have the max experience. You can be the most experienced person they've ever had. And then employer will still try to fucking lowball you and pay you the least amount of money they can pay you. Like, they're not going to be like, oh, you know what? You deserve to get paid at the top tier. They're like, no, we're going to try down here somewhere because we want, we're a business and we want to not pay you what you're worth. And, you know, it's, it sucks. And then we're both going to be leaving the interview, driving home, and there's going to be lane closure. He's going to want to get in and be like, fuck, <laughs> fuck you, you, you asshole. <laughs> and then I get a ticket because... Not letting people in is illegal now. Because you were listening to the radio and you couldn't hear the siren because of an advertisement going, God damn it. It's just backfired on me. Uh, some of the answers on Reddit. User JoeCool369 writes, mobile game ads having fake Xs? Oh, I know what he's talking oh, about. Oh, when you're trying to close, close like, an ad, the yeah. ads and the pop-ups and all that shit. And then you opened up another fucking pop-up ad or something. Uh, let's see. User... NY Rangers 30 writes stock trading by politicians. I'm not allowed to trade individual stocks because I'm back in office software engineer at a hedge fund, yet politicians can trade stocks? Bullshit. No, they're not supposed to. They do. Yeah. <laughs> so that is illegal. Uh, it's, it's, that's insider trading. That is, a, that is not something that they are legally allowed to do, and uh, they do it all the time. Um, specifically, the one that drove me nuts, and I'm not going to get into politicians, but this was a real thing. Like, I won't say who they were. There were there were two politicians in the same state who when when COVID came out so they because remember like they're getting all the intelligence briefings before we know anything was this Georgia I'm not gonna say yes I think we um, talked about this in the podcast I'm pretty sure we but did. yeah I'm just reminded like they they they're like yeah COVID's no big deal it's fine it's just a cold or whatever don't worry about it and meanwhile they're buying all this stock in medical technologies and like vaccines because they knew that yeah. oh we're gonna have to make all these vaccines and everything. And so they got filthy rich while meanwhile they're telling people that it's no big deal. Yeah. Like that should that should be uh, you sent to Guantanamo Bay and they get to go through all the water torture that they that they think should be illegal. And you know what should happen is all that money that was A, invested and all the profits that were made, B, all the profits that were made, all that money should be put into a pile and given back to the public. I think it should be used to... to have every wannabe rapper in Atlanta cut their demo tape. It's, it just goes to studio time for every oh, everyone. It's the whole state of Atlanta starts putting out R and B and rap videos, and it's just a renaissance of music. It's like yeah, like that that guy living in a uh, you know like like you know those like storage facilities. Like he's got like a futon and he's like living in there and he's trying to write his like rhymes in the dark by his phone. He gets he gets okay. You get fifty k. Go cut your album. I think I might have just written. An episode of of uh, Atlanta by Donald Glover. I think uh, one of our mutual friends, Eric Leiser, is moving to Atlanta. <laughs> he heard he heard about this this demo yeah. giveaway, so that that all makes sense. Uh, user MC Mother Goose. User no, it's actually uh, Realize. I think it's Realize. I've renamed him MC Mother Goose. All right, MC Mother. Username Servalo Driver. Cervello driver. Okay. Uh, sirens during radio commercials. Ding, ding, ding. Aaron, you, you have a mutual uh, response on, on, on Reddit about that the sirens deal. It's fucked up. Uh, user Beanie1816 writes robocalls. Oh, did they? I guess. 
Phones I, are so much better at filtering those out now than they used to, but they fuck all annoying. I still get them on my personal cell phone and also my business cell phone about like my car warranty, this and that. Yeah, I'm like, dude, fuck you. How'd you get my number? I'm in Lakewood now. I'm not in fucking California anymore. You sons of bitches. Um, and that was it for Reddit question number two. You know what should be illegal? If you sign up for like one mailing list, sharing your information to other mailers. That 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 happens to me all the time. Yeah. Where, uh, particularly during the elections, um, and you probably didn't have this problem, but there was like it was like okay, this candidate I want to support, and I sign up for their mailing list, and then I start getting all these the not even not even ro- robocalls. I would get people texting me, like actual people texting me from other campaigns, saying, "Oh, would you donate to such and such campaign?" I'm like. Fuck off. <laughs> How did you get my number? And they're like, oh, it's just in this database. I'm like, well, this is this is not what I signed up for, guys. Leave me out. There's a one person that I knew and is in, in the same district I live in. I don't want 8 million different emails and texts from, from uh, political campaigns. That was it for Reddit. That was pretty much it we had on the episode's agenda. Can I just add, just kind of as we're signing off, can I just add that... Uh, you know, Aaron and I watched the uh, UFC 246. Is that what it, 246 last night with the uh, headliner Poirier? Was it 46 or 64? One of them. Yeah. Uh, Poirier versus McGregor three. Uh, I thought. I thought my opinion. Uh, just a you know, cash. Uh, actually, more than casual MMA fan. That the card from top to bottom, a lot of great fights. It, it expected to be as such, and uh, it just didn't, didn't disappoint. Um, my favorite thing that came out of the whole fight was uh, Poirier's post-fight uh, speech by Joe Rogan in ring. For all you out there booing me, you can kiss my entire asshole. And I, I got to say, that that might be up there with my balls is hot. It might have actually beat my balls is hot as like one of the best all-time uh, post-fight. Well, and he said it with that, like a little hint of Cajun accent too. It had that little little Cajun spice to it. Because you know, you know that asshole's going to be spitting out some hot sauce. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. And I love that Taito Iwasa's fucking maniac ass fucking doing three... Sh- no, he did two shoeys. One of the two shoeys was spiked with Poye's hot sauce. This fucking asshole dumped like half a bottle of uh, Dustin Poye's hot sauce into the shoey. And he still drank it. And then the third thing he did is, is just some fan, like a couple, you know, couple uh, aisles up, rows up, whatever... Like, literally, like, just spilled the beer from wherever seat he was from. Like, it just, like, it landed, like, in Tuivasa's mouth. Um, that was pretty cool. But, yeah, I, I was entertained by the fights. I'm, I'm happy Poye won. Well, and, and plus, the guy that he knocked out was a former NFL player. Greg Hardy. Who was such a piece of shit that he got kicked out of the NFL. Yeah. Let's, let's set, let that... There are NFL players who have literally killed people and got to stay in the NFL... And he was good too. So it was, I mean, he was for domestic violence charges. So it's like, he's just a complete piece of shit. So this, this fun loving, Tui Vos is Australian, right? Dude, yeah. Uh, no, he's like New Zealand. New Zealand? To, to, to kind of like go back. Australian. He's Australian. Okay. I just, it was, but I was just saying, this fun loving Australian doing shoes and everything fucking obliterates a, a, uh, someone who has a history of domestic violence. I count that as a full win. Can I, can I, so we can, Wrap this uh, episode up full circle, tie into Greg Hardy and one of the things we talked about earlier. The domestic violence charge that uh, Hardy received was because he top he he pushed his then girlfriend on top of a pile of a guns. That's how he got caught for domestic. So apparently they were like some some domestic spatter, bed full of guns, and Hardy like threw her on top of the bed full of guns. 
And you, earlier we were talking about how if a girl wanted to have sex on a bunch of guns, I was like, swipe right. My, my, so Mondo, Mondo would have been into that. <laughs> Mondo's like, what? I don't see that. Yeah. Except I'm also assuming that wasn't the only thing. Um, oh, no. I'm sure he hit her and, you know, all the other uh, uh, physical stuff that goes with being a big fucking dude. And- so, so if Greg Hardy was the hot girl and you were the, the, the uh, person who was being domestically abused, you'd be like, no, 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 this is not abuse. This is a fun Friday night. Count me in. Hell yeah. There you go. So I guess, like we said, it really all depends about how you frame things in perspective. Yeah. Uh, I have nothing else to add to this episode. Do you, sir? No, I don't think so. I think we, we got that all covered. Good episode. Apologies for not having done an episode last week. Uh, Armando, myself, I was out of town a oh, 4th of July weekend. I was in St. George, Utah. So apologies for not having one, but I hope that this one makes up for it. We will talk to you guys in a week. I, I, you know what? I don't apologize because... As I alluded to earlier, I was in the process of losing my mind, and it would have been a terrible podcast. So I think we all lucked out. (laughs) I'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Uh, We appreciate you. Bye-bye. Is it recording? Wait, hold on. I can't tell. If, oh, yeah, it is. It if is. It is. Oh, you have to put this in. It's perfect to commemorate us starting this fucking podcast when we had no idea what we we're doing. No, it's because I had it all minimized. So, like, it, is, it wasn't showing the thing. Anyway, technical stuff aside. So, Aaron and I just finished wrapping, re- recording this last episode, and we were just shooting the shit and kind of wrapping up our, like, we normally do just talk about whatever our lives and stuff. And then I, I got to, to, to thinking, like, hey, when we get to a, our 52nd episode, um, we should make a big deal of it because that means we've been around for a year. And I go, hey, wait a minute. We've been we've not recorded every single week. Like there's been a couple times where we took a little bit of a hiatus for whatever reason. Long story short, I went back and I looked up when our Happy first <laughs> our first episode premiered July 11th, 2020. The Degenerates Clubhouse. And that was our our pilot episode where there was a fight island fight card with George Masvidal Happy filling birthday. in to fight George uh, Kamara Usman. That being to said, the our podcast is now a year old, and I'm proud. I'm proud birthday. of it. We've come a long way, Aaron. Degenerates Clubhouse. We've come a long way. Our episode is a our episode. Our podcast is now a year a year old. We are now we're now maybe, are we teething yet? Happy birthday to our podcast, baby. Would would we be teething if we were a baby? Would we be teething at one or when do babies start growing teeth? Me and Armando birthed this thing out of our collective <laughs> wombs, guys. Oh, gross. It's growing up. <laughs> that was really gross. Um, I mean, in this analogy, I guess we're conjoined twins, so we share a womb. So you didn't think I could make it grosser, but I did. Yeah, yeah. How did, how did one of us come out Mexican, the other one come out white? You know what? The, the, the <laughs> pod, podcast genetics are different, Mondo. Oh, okay. Uh, dude, we, we've been, yeah, so the first, ep- first episode was about pi- uh, Fight Island. Wait, wait, Mondo, have you ever heard people say, yeah, I'm, I'm like half white and I'm half Mexican? That's what happened. Ah. <laughs> we, we had one, one of our parents, our podcast parents was white, the other was Mexican, and you just, somehow you got all the Mexican DNA, I got all the, all the, the Caucasian. So we're, we're, we're now officially a year old, and, uh, we know there's, there's, there's probably, Three to five people that have been loyal to us since the very beginning. The and heroes. Uh, the degenerate heroes. <laughs> There's been a bunch of our friends that have come in and listened to a little bit here. You know what's funny is I talked to Christian Bollocker the other day. And he was like, he was, so he, we were having a conversation with Bollocker, myself, and one of his friends. And he was talking about our podcast to his buddy. I'm like, hey, how the fuck do you know this much about our podcast? And apparently, like, even he's been listening to our 
podcast here and there. You know, not all of them, but happy birthday to us. Um, I'm just want to read some of the. Our second episode was called "Getting Warmer." Our third one was to choke or not to choke. That was the one we talked about, like whether or not uh, choke holds should be legal. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Fourth one was meat clouds and TV shows. I love. I I think I'm pretty creative with names. I don't know how do you, the Parasol Institute, where we talked about the Umbrella Academy, <laughs> DC's Last Dance, uh, with the old and with the new, TRT Positivity and Mouth Pleasure. Our early podcasts. We're not very good. No. But we got much better. We figured out we need structure and format and segments and all that stuff. And you know what? Guys, it's a learning process. And sometimes you have to learn that when you're doing a quick hit at the end of a podcast because you didn't realize your podcast was one year old, you should keep it short and sweet. Yeah. And when someone goes, happy birthday to the Jenner's Clubhouse, that's them trying to end the segment. Oh, okay. Well, thanks for listening. We appreciate you guys listening for us uh, a year later. We'll talk to you guys next week. This time for reals. Bye-bye. Hey, everyone. Mondo here. I just want to take the time to say on behalf of myself and Aaron that we appreciate everyone who's taken the time to listen to our podcast. We know there's hundreds of thousands of podcasts to choose from, but you took some time out of your day to listen to us ramble on. Please share our podcast, like and subscribe, follow us on all our social media platforms and all that jazz. Whether you love us, hate us, agree with our opinions or disagree, we still love you.